At Speedway, we're here for you with just what you need, right when you need it, ready to go. No matter what, our shelves are stacked, our coolers stocked, our pumps are pumping, and our doors are open. Just like always, you can count on us to get you in, out, and on your way, safely. Because if you need it, we've got it. Whatever keeps you going. And when you stop by, we'll be ready. The convenience stores of Speedway. It's the Sif Pop and Spoiler Show! <laughs> I don't know why. It was my turn to do the theme song, I guess. I guess so. So we're heading straight into some spoilers for The Martian, so we can talk a little bit deeper about what happened in the movie, as well as some things that we didn't get to touch on during the podcast proper. So if you have downloaded this one to listen to the spoiler stuff, well, get ready because you're about to be spoiled. We're joined today by Andrew from Flick Freaks, which you probably already knew because you've listened to the show proper. Andrew, I had your microphone down, so if you want to ahoy people again, you can. Ahoy! Uh, there you go. Very hey. nicely done. I see what you're doing. You're just trying to push me out of the show. I get it. I was, trying, I was trying to fade the, the theme music from the first uh. podcast, and I, I hit the wrong channel. And I was like, why is the theme music not getting softer? <laughs> because it's Andrew's channel. Uh, so let's talk spoilers. We usually start off with uh, kind of a brief walk through the plot so you know exactly what happens. Uh, Danae, walk us through. Well, this is gonna this is gonna be a fun one, uh, Andrew. You said in the show proper, which is so true, that this movie is just to talk about it in detail is a lot of spoiling. Yeah. So, um, you know, and towards the very end of the show, we kind of talked about how this is found footage. So we sort of know from that that he was the he was discovered alive. And he makes it. Okay, that's the end of the. It's <laughs> the end of the spoiler. Well, you really spoiled that one quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is about uh, several astronauts who are doing um, some work for NASA on Mars. They're doing exactly what we do when we visit planets, collecting soil samples and all this sort of thing. And they have kind of a, a pretty big base camp set up, all things considered. A storm hits, and they have to get off of the planet quickly in order to make sure that their space rocket <laughs> doesn't tip over. And in that process, uh, Matt Damon's character gets hit by some debris and is left behind. They thought that he was dead. He was not dead. He wakes up the next day and makes his way back to base camp. And basically the movie is him surviving, um, trying to figure out how to not only make his rations work, but how to survive on the planet, including growing food. And the rest of the world, NASA and other organizations, trying to figure out, all right, what are we doing? Are we rescuing this guy? Are we not? If Are we going to send him food? Are, are we going to wait until another ship comes by? And that whole process of how he actually ends up coming to be rescued. He, uh, spoiler alert, uses his own human waste to make more potatoes. So from henceforth, we shall call them poop-tatoes. Poop-tatoes. So, uh, and he lives on poop-tatoes for the entire time he's on the planet. Yay for the planet of the potatoes. <laughs> poop-tatoes really and is. Vicodin. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. You know, I actually missed that. I missed that he had said Vicodin when he broke that oh, pill or whatever. Vicodin I don't know. Yeah, something. it was Vicodin. Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the, the movie really is about how he does it. Like, all the ingenuitive things that he has to do to, you know, plant the potatoes to make water to make water because he's going to need more water to you know grow the potatoes to be able to use the vehicle that they have there to go further distances like it's all about problem solving how to communicate with nasa that was a big problem he had to solve that he eventually figured out and 
And that was creative and interesting. And he used like a hexadecimal system because it allowed him to have fewer characters and all that, you know, just really smart stuff. And then the smart stuff that happens from NASA's side, because then once he makes contact, now they've got all their brains on it, too. And so it's just that was really fascinating. It's really interesting. And that's another thing that made it feel really real is there were so many little characters who came in and did their part. And that's real life. You know, in movies, a lot of times they'll boil it down to our five heroes and they do everything. But in this, it was somebody would come in and they put their name on the screen and this is who they are and they'd play their part. And then the Chinese would come and they'd offer, you know, a rocket and and they do their part, you know, Um, a very powerful part. Yes. Very powerful part to see another country, you know, say, here's the secret thing we were doing, but we're going to give it to you because we want you to get your man back. That's the thing to remember about the movie. It's not just NASA that's trying to bring him home. The entire world comes together for the aid of one man. And it really is realizing that he is alive is everyone starting to invest in this this guy being out there by himself, you know, and they're all invested emotionally. And towards the end of this film, when he is rescued, there's a part where it kind of shows all these different places from around the world that are all tuning in live to find out if this rescue mission is going to go well. Um, and what was fascinating about that for me, I got I got chills a couple of times thinking about all of these people stopping their lives and investing. And I'm remembering, you know, there are times that that's that is what happens in history mm-hmm. that's not abnormal for humanity to all come together there's another movie coming out um with as it owned antonio banderas where it's like the where they're oh, the mind the, yeah, the mind workers the mind based workers. on a true story one the 33 oh, the, the, 40, the thir- yeah 32 or something like the 33 that. i th- well i could be the 32 uh, maybe yeah. <laughs> i don't know whatever it is the it's, number it's yeah. that same you know it's another survival story but it's where the whole world was watching and everybody is hoping and, and praying that things go well, but it comes down to everyone doing their small part and a bit of God or luck or whatever you want to believe, uh, because this movie obviously isn't a true story, but the perseverance every single time that there's a problem that happens and just trying to overcome that next obstacle all the way down to the very last second when he's rescued and that rescue scene was really powerful, too. The 33, the, you're right. Yeah. The crux of the plot of this movie, for me, revolves around one moment that we haven't talked about yet that I want to talk about, and for a couple of reasons. And that is the decision of his crew to go back and get him instead of trying to send a supply rocket to him. And there's this beautiful buildup to that choice that they are given to make. And during the podcast proper, you had talked about the theme of unity in this movie. And what's interesting is I think that theme still comes through, even though you could look at their choice, which was against orders. They were they were told not to do that. More specifically, their director was told not to to do that, but he you know gave them the choice. I have a question for you about that. And later. yeah, let's get there. But but in their uh, dis uh, disobedience, there is still something beautiful about the unity they showed right. in making that decision as yeah. a team to go get their guy. And it, I thought that was absolutely, for me, the most emotional part of the movie the was most, when they were making that decision. The most emotional part for me was M- Matt Damon's face when he was in the ship about to be launched into space and to meet up. And he was breaking up. down. And I think it just got yeah. real for him. You know, and he's just like, this is it. It's now or never. And just that emotion of letting himself get vulnerable for himself. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he had been vulnerable many times before and, and you know, he was crying and things like that. But he pretty much just kept a day-to-day task. I've got to get up in the morning. I've got to go do this. I've got to, you know, these are things mm-hmm. that have to be done. But now everything's out of his hands. He, literally, he can do nothing other than sit there 
and hope that everything goes well. In and half and, a rocket. In half of a rocket and let him. A and, convertible, as he said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, for me, that was the most powerful moment. So what did it bring up for you? Okay, so here's the question I had for you. So as a lot of people know, NASA belongs in the public domain. Whatever NASA sees, you see. So do you think that if NASA was not in the public domain, do you think Jeff Daniel would have just left him up there? Yeah. That's a great question. Um, I think so. I think he would have. I do too. I think he would have not wanted to deal with the PR of having to well he was so worried about pr the whole time yeah and rightfully i mean like that was his job you know i don't think we were meant to look down on him for that in a lot of ways i think we were meant to respect that he had to make those decisions i grew in respect for his character as the movie developed and that's why i liked his performance in that moment where he's talking to the guy that leaked to the crew the information that they could go get him sean bean's character yeah sean bean's character when he when he uh when he says you know, you realize you you may have just killed them all and something about, you know, I expect your resignation when this is over. Like it was, I, I don't know, there was just something really leader about that and powerful, even though we disagree with him. My Everybody favorite, in the audience disagrees with him. We yeah. all want them to go get him. Yeah. But at the same time, we respect him. Yeah. It's, it's a really he interesting, a really good job yeah, really interesting character. My favorite a scene with him was when the astrophysicist or the aerodynamic, what was the? Donald Glover's kid. The um, the guy who's been working all night and gets up in the cot. Yeah, Donald Glover. Is he's a- aerodynamic. Uh, I can't remember what his title. Aerospace engineer. I don't know. He he figures out that the ship that's carrying back the crew called the Hermes, which is you know a long term space travel ship, if it accelerates instead of slowing down as it approaches Earth, can slingshot around the orbit and basically go back you know, over the course of seven or seven months or so to Mars to rendezvous. And that's kind of like, that's where the rescue mission takes place. But there's a scene whenever he walks in to try to explain how this is going to work. And he does it in, you know, very dumbed down visual Yeah. because let's be honest, we're the audience. We need help with this. <laughs> that's what um, he was doing it for. Yeah, he wasn't doing, doing it for us. Kristen Wigger, Jeff no. Daniels. But what's really funny is that that was my favorite part for the director of NASA was when he stood there and he's like, could you just, he's, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. He's like, I'm Tommy. You can call me Teddy. You can call me Teddy. I'm the director of NASA. <laughs> like, but okay. he, he had this kind of smirk to his, like, uh-huh. he was both amused and frustrated at the same time. Yeah. And then whenever he was saying, he's like, you can go now. You know, it's just, he's just, it doesn't, very yeah. cut and dry. No, not a lot of, bu- not a lot of buffer around him. He's just say it like it is. I, I really liked that. Not a spoiler, but I meant to mention it and I didn't. Michael Pena is one of my favorite actors working right now. Oh, yeah. Who is that? He was character. so good. Uh, the Hispanic guy in the team. Uh, he's the, uh, the driver of yeah. the, yes. the pilot. The pilot. Mm-hmm. Correct. He's I great. Think, oh, he's so good. He has a way of having a smile in his eyes and a little bit on his, li- on his just like a little smirk. And mm-hmm. even when he's serious, you can tell he's enjoying his life. I would highly recommend seeing him in End of Watch. Uh, he's oh, amazing sure. in that. Um, sure. And of course, just recently he was in Ant-Man and did a yeah. great job in that too. So One of his most powerful performances was in Crash. I cried harder in that than I ever have in any other movie. But um, let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, uh, 
the biggest spoiler of the movie, and we haven't talked about it yet. This is a big deal. Sean Bean doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I was saying I couldn't say in the show proper, and then I passed her on a note. (sighs) Yes. Is that Uh, Sean Bean actually survives in his role. Because he dies in all of his other movies. He makes it. He does get fired, but... He does get fired, which is close. I thought that, like... A meteor was going to come out of nowhere and just kill him as he was walking to his car in the parking lot. And <laughs> just that's something how crazy. Gonna, yeah, that's how they. <laughs> yeah, they get they go to that last scene. They catch Matt Damon in space and they bring him into the you know into the the cockpit of their you know Hermes and they say, um, "Man, it's so great to have you back." Our director just passed away of a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Oh, so you guys know that whole ending thing where he's like teaching and stuff. None of that's in the book. The book cuts off where they catch him. Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly where it should have ended. And when I said I didn't like the ending of the movie, that's exactly why. They cut it off where they catch him. Ugh. That's where the book ends. When they cut to the next scene, I was like, that was a mistake. Yeah. That was I a totally mistake. agree with you. I I was, as we were going through that scene, the going through the rescue scene, I was like, this is going to be a great ending. It's just that catch. It's pulling him mm-hmm. back in. It's him walking into the crew. And, and there's seeing, something beautifully seeing, metaphoric about the way the lines are, you know, tangled twist, around. Tangling them up and, and, oh, it's yeah. just, it was such a beautiful scene. And when they downshifted into, you know, however far into the future, I, I know what they were doing was the re-excitement for the space program. Mm. And I think that they were trying to send a message to this generation that the excitement for the space program exists because the youth get excited about it and you see that you see the campus is filled with activity and people running around and he has a full classroom they're all young students it's something about just passing on that knowledge and i appreciated that but it didn't need it it's kind of like whenever you're already full and you've had a really great dessert and you had that great last bite and you go back for like one more taste and you get something like burnt and you're like, oh, that just ruined everything. Yes. I should have stopped. Yeah. That's what that movie felt like. But there are, I still there enjoyed it. that do that to me. Yeah. yeah. I, still en- I still enjoyed it, but I did. I, I was very disappointed with the ending. Um, I also felt like they really missed an opportunity for Matt Damon's character to specifically talk about because he's like, yeah, I'm the guy that survived on Mars. And I'm thinking the entire movie, you had so many people saving your life jumping in they should be somebody that you're talking to and talking about right now in front of these kids is you're right but that kind of was his character even like at the end he wanted to pull the iron man you know like he wanted it to be about him like, yeah, but I don't think that was real. I think that was just his deflective humor because everything was like his well, life was falling apart. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did end up doing it. But, but through the whole movie, they're playing up that element of him. Like even yeah. when they're saying, you know, well, they told me I'd be the fastest space man in space flight and they think that's going to be actually that is really cool. Yeah, that is yeah. really cool. So, so I have a question for you guys. So like I've said a thousand times, read the book. I was surprised how emotional and teary eyed I got whenever it was leading up to him finally getting off Mars. I want to know how it affected you guys going into this with a blind eye. Like, did you think he was going to survive? I didn't know. I didn't know, but I, I did. Once they started showing the picture, the, the images of the entire world tuning in and I was, it's one way or the other, right? Like he's going to die in front of everybody or he's going to make it. And I'm like, there's no way that he's going to die in front of all of these people. And so I was like, he's going to make it. He's going to make it. I had one moment. There was one moment in the, when the launch was happening Mm -hmm. where my brain went, what if it's a different movie than I think it is? What if this is a movie about how it was still worth it, even though he didn't make it? I thought that whenever the launch happened, I was so worried. Yeah. That was my, my one thought was, 
what if this is, you know, we do it again, even though, you know, yeah. we didn't catch him or he blew up on, you know, right, you know, leaving or whatever. And then and it was out of my mind quickly. I, I knew he was going to get so like, I mean, there's just I, I it's was, hard to I make was that movie. bothered as, as meticulous as he is, as he was to take care of everything. I was bothered by the launch scene because he kept debris underneath the oh, rocket screws and, yeah. and I'm just like. I thought that too. Why would you risk that a debris flies back up and changes the trajectory of your launch or explodes underneath you? Like, why would you leave debris underneath, like right in your launch area? Like, why not clean that out? So uh, for the whole entire movie, that's just like the one thing that I felt. I think maybe he didn't have the energy. You saw how skinny he was because he was eating once every three days. Yeah. Yeah. I think the the other thing, the other thing I, I wondered if it might be this kind of movie was that they somebody ended up trading their life for his. You know, like one of the crew. I wondered that too. Like you, you would uh, Jessica up, Chastain was going to yeah, sacrifice yeah. Or herself. the guy that... I quickly dismissed that because that's that's a hard movie to take because then it's like, you know... Well, but the guy was like going outside of the ship mm-hmm. and they had this like ominous music playing. Sure, I was like, course, this guy yeah. is about to just like get it. Like, but nobody, you know, they all make it. Never which is fantastic. why he walked around the outside of the ship, why he couldn't go back inside where it's safer. Well, this is that I character. Know. I don't know what the book is like, but I tell you what, very specifically, that movie is playing with our expectations yeah. v- deeply. Not only is he outside and ominous and it's like, what's going to happen to him? They develop a very quick relationship that he has inside the ship. Mm-hmm. There's a goodbye moment even that the movie gives us. Oh, yeah. And then Jessica Chastain's character says, I've got this while he's standing right there. All those things are typical in a movie where that person yep, then is. makes a choice yep. to sacrifice their life. I was really, I was refreshed by this movie on almost all, uh, almost all the way through the humor, the pacing. There was one other thing I did not like about the movie, and that was the music. I felt like it was a little bit of a knockoff of Guardians of the Galaxy with the tape, oh, the disco, the disc. Well, all the music oh, that they play, interesting, and like yeah. it was so fun and such a fun uh, mixtape such a fun thing to listen to for guardians of the galaxy and i feel like on this one it was trying to get there but i didn't like the songs that they picked <laughs> i i well, also that was kind of the point right i know but i also wasn't enjoying it, it would have been it would have been better if i was enjoying it and he wasn't you know like it was my least favorite part of the movie uh was the line that everybody knew what was coming which is you have terrible taste in music you know like the yeah, first it thing had been said multiple times and already. it was just like it was just yeah. like yeah that that running gag didn't quite work for me but that's a minor thing. Yeah, it was. It's. It's. That's right. All the things just seem a little bit minor. Um, if I have, like I said, one major complaint, it's just that they they should have ended the with the rascal. You know, yeah. interesting. I'll go ahead and, and mention it because I haven't said it. Uh, that didn't bother me at all. Mm. I, I didn't like. It didn't impact me at all. Thinking back on it, I can see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But in watching it, I was like, oh, it's just it's a coda. It's what movies do sometimes. But I, it just it didn't it didn't bother me. And I liked the way they played it into the credits. To put people's names with their faces, I love, I it when, love that. when a that movie can fantastic. do that. I, I, because I'm the kind of person who you know wants to know who these actors are and to yeah. remember that kind of thing. So I, I like that they, they gave him they gave him a good uh, visual representation. Mm-hmm. Like people that don't maybe normally get a screenshot next to their name. Mm-hmm. I think they did do a good job of that. Another thing I really liked is you can have A list actors on set and on screen 
with people you've never heard of, and they get equal camera time. You can have Chutel Ejiofor, Oscar-nominated actor, with an actress I've never even heard of before, and they're on this... Benedict this, Wong. Ben, no, no, I'm uh, the blonde girl. Oh, was, okay. With the glasses that was yeah, uh, the, the satellite uh, her, yeah. person. Yes. I don't remember her name. I just remember See, Benedict I, Wong. I enjoyed that too, that there's people, yeah, I didn't Wong, yeah. I did, people I didn't recognize, and they were just part of the story. I really, I really, really enjoyed this one. This was a really, really good one. Yeah, yeah. great stuff. Any final thoughts? Go and see it. It will, you will not disappoint. Spoiler not a true alert. Story. Spoiler alert. You'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> not Hopefully. A true story. Hopefully. No, no helicopters. <laughs> yeah, there's no <sighs> helicopter rescue in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Now I need some mashed poop potatoes. Mm. With some butter. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I French fried poop potatoes. I told the Planet of the Potatoes group on on band uh-huh. like every spud must see this movie <laughs> because pretty much potatoes save the world. That's right, they do. Potatoes saved this person. That's right. And and the hab blowing up. help with the unity of everything. You know, like everybody gets to come together, and it's all because of potatoes. The hab. The hab blowing up. The hab. That's what I was trying to think oh, of at the beginning. The, the hab the for oh, habitat. Okay. Hab. Yes. Okay. I was yeah. saying this is our hab. This is like this is that's what it reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, the hab. And we've come full circle. Yay! Yay! <laughs> it only took us an hour and a half to get there, but we're there. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, you can check out, of course, everything at AaronAndanae.com if you want to hear all the podcasts and everything else we do. And thanks for telling your friends about Sif Pop. We love what we do, and we're so thankful for your support. If one of your friends doesn't know how to podcast, well, that's okay. Tell him to go to Aaron Dicer's YouTube page because he actually posts these there too. That's correct. Yeah, you can uh, you can listen to these on YouTube. So, so we'll see you next Friday for another episode of Sif Pop. I think we're going to be reviewing. <laughs> Is it Pan? Yes, we're going to be talking Pan next week. Pan will be next week. Depending on yeah, it always depends on what movies are showing when. To but see, hear your thoughts on that movie. It, it, we never know 100% how things right. are going to go, but our plan is to see Pan. That's right. <laughs> and if you want to come watch the movie with us and you're in the Springfield, Missouri area, we go to see him on Thursday nights. You're welcome yeah. to come out. Oh, that'd be a blast. We'd love that. And thanks again, Andrew. Thanks for hanging out with us. I thanks, have Andrew. so much fun. More fun every single time I come here. Yay! So. More fun's Thank good. You. More fun is good. Mm-hmm. It would have been really awkward if you had been like, yeah. This <laughs> every just time gets it gets worse. a little more boring. I just use you guys for movie tickets now. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much feel like I hate you now. <laughs> so bye. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all of our roles and sites. Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at amazon.com slash apply. That's amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. At Speedway, we're here for you with just what you need, right when you need it, ready to go. No matter what, our shelves are stacked, our coolers stocked, our pumps are pumping, and our doors are open. Just like always, you can count on us to get you in, out, and on your way, safely. Because if you need it, we've got it. Whatever keeps you going. And when you stop by, we'll be ready. The convenience stores of Speedway. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.